Hi there, and welcome back to the Live Moth Podcast. I recently had the pleasure of visiting with Jonathan Gant, Director of the Creative Media for the Clemson Tigers. His insights into the Clemson program, specifically the Clemson culture, were captivating. Not only did it bring a unique perspective to our audience, but he even left us with a few good quotes. One specifically from Coach Adel Swinney, to bloom where you are planted. I enjoyed our conversation so much that I wanted to go back to Clemson and revisit more of their programming. Please join me in welcome Steve Dizan, Senior Associate Athletics Director for Student Athlete Services to the podcast. Steve, if you would, please introduce yourself. Thanks, Wes. Uh, yeah, my name is Steve Duzan. I am the Senior Associate Athletic Director at Clemson University, um, and I have supervision and oversight of the Athletic Academic Services Department, as well as the Student Athlete Development Programming. Um, this has just completed my my fifth year at Clemson. Um, and a little bit of backstory, I guess, uh, leading into this point of my career. Um, I actually started out as a, a teacher in public education in, in Illinois. Um, and really was in the classroom teaching for six years at two different schools. Um, was also a coach, coached football, basketball, and track primarily. Um, football probably was the, the lead sport that I was involved with. And then as my career progressed and, and uh, moved on from an education standpoint, got my master's at Eastern Illinois University and soon led into some administrative positions um, at the high school level as an athletic director and then middle school and high school principal. Um, before leading into this type of work and student-athlete academic support and life skills um, at Indiana State University as the Director of Student-Athlete Academic Services, and then transitioning to Florida State where I became the Director of Student-Athlete Academic Services as well, and then uh, this transition five years ago to Clemson University. I really didn't see myself probably in this field. I guess when I was coming up in college and playing sports and athletics, this field was, was present, but it wasn't as evolved. It was around the early 2000s that this field really exploded from a staffing standpoint when APR um, came into effect, and so resources were allocated more towards our department. But um, glad that, that our generation has this opportunity and, and thrilled to be here with you today. And just like I was speaking with Jonathan, like what an amazing time for you to arrive at Clemson five years ago and seeing what's happened in the past five years. That, it must be a remarkable time to be there. It really is, Wes. You say that, and I was actually talking to some families yesterday, recruits and whatnot, and just trying to give them a picture of what the culture and current status of Clemson is. I don't. You're exactly right. And, and you know, speaking of coaches of Coach Sweeney or uh, quotes of Coach Sweeney, um, one of the things he talks to his his players now, he wants them to realize that these are the good old days. Um, we may be look back on them, but when people look back, this is going to be a time in Clemson history that is going to have a notch above really anything that we've seen athletically, academically, community service. We're breaking records um, better than we ever had before. So, um, And I think that goes back to really what's happening at Clemson. Clemson has been building this for years and decades and with the previous president's ADs and coaches. But with our current AD, who's been here a little over five years now, president has been here right almost five years, and, you know, our head coaches – everybody is on the same page to what they want to see the success in Clemson academically um, from our student body and, and specifically athletics. It's, it's Talking about how the field and everything that you've done, I'm curious, in ascending to your role, is there a point in time that you can identify that was kind of your aha moment as to when you know this was the field that you wanted to get into? You know, I think I had the aha moment before I really even was fully, you know, aware or invested in this program um, as far as student-athlete academic services. 
and helping these young men and women, you know, find their paths in college and develop them to, to go on to be great professionals. It really probably started, you know, obviously coaching, you know, is a piece of that, what I've done for, you know, 10 years before I got into this field. But when I became, it's something that I never thought I would, a high school principal, and got to see it from an administrative side of setting up resources and helping really our professionals be better with our students from a teaching standpoint. Um, but then definitely when I took the job at Indiana State University, and actually, you know, I got exposed to the position by one of my former mentors, Troy Johnson, who's still coaching and doing great work in Illinois. But at that time, he had became the linebackers coach at Indiana State University, and he was my high school coach. We had taught together, ended up coaching together. He was an assistant principal when I was a you know middle school principal at the time, and really just led me into seeing that this could be something that he thought I would really you know excel in. And and when I you know investigated and obviously interviewed and, and it worked out, but you know it was immediate when I got to Indiana State that this is something that I really you know valued in the approach that we took with students and helping them develop and and really find themselves at this important critical time of their lives. So I'd say, you know, as a principal, it started to, to fester, but when I got to Indiana State and really had that opportunity with the Sycamores to invest in an athletic department and really that university, what a great collaboration those two departments, uh, entities have where the university and athletic department work hand in hand, and I feel like I've got a similar, um, you know, situation here at Clemson that, that I'm blessed to be in. So let's capitalize on that, the, the growth and the success that Clemson has had in the past five years. From the outside looking in, Clemson has had just remarkable success both in the classroom and on the field. What can you attribute that to? I think that really goes back to the Clemson family that they talk of, and, it, and it's a real thing, but it's it really is that we all see each other as one. Um, athletics, academics, our faculty athletic rep, it works tremendously well with, with our athletic department, along with the provost, dean of undergraduate studies, who I have a dual report to as well. Um, but it really ties down to a lot of not just us talking about it, but putting it into black and white. And what I mean by that is, you know, we've got a, a manual that we operate through that's distributed through our faculty athletic rep and our provost that sets a lot of standards for what we expect in our students, from the recruitment to admissions, all the way through how they're going to interact on campus and the expectations we have for them in the classroom. And so I think that culture is something that's built over time, and it's just it's, it's what we, we expect when our students come here, that they're going to act a certain way, they're going to develop a certain way, um, sure they're young people and make mistakes from time to time, but it's really setting those expectations clearly from the forefront from our staff and our students, and, and that's been a long time coming, and we're just at that time where I think we get to see tremendous benefit of that. So seeing that benefit and obviously being able to hold those students to a standard has to resonate on campus, you know, as they're watching from sometimes the outside as well. Can you describe the collaboration needed between athletics and campus to make your program successful? I think it's critical, um, and that's on any campus because, you know, we aren't, we aren't independent of each other. Um, even though we operate independent as departments, we're still Clemson University. And we want to make sure each side is, is doing their part to, to do the best they can for each other. And that's where we definitely in athletics take that role to make sure we're recruiting the right students, bringing in the right coaches, and operating in a way that they would seem fit. And I think the same thing happens on campus. They, they do tremendous work on that side of campus with their faculty and staff and administration of, of really just doing what's best for students. And I think that's one thing, you know, when you look around and, and all the stats that come out from U.S. News World Report and the various agencies, you know, Clemson year in and year out, their students lead the nation among the top of that group anyway of 
they would go back to Clemson again if they had to do it all over again. We have some of the happiest students that the most involved students on campus, and I think that's something our, our university has done a lot to, to foster, and so we see the benefit of that definitely. But, you know, that, that collaboration between the two is absolutely critical, and um, I feel like our department is, is a part of that and really a lead part of that in helping facilitate communication from academics to athletics and from athletics to academics to make sure everybody's informed, um, understanding how the other side is operating and that we're all doing it in a way that we would we would support. So at Clemson, you guys have won national championships, conference championships. You guys have set the bar so high for APR, GPA, GSR. This is going to be a really difficult question, but try. If I made you pick just one, what is the best moment you can identify in your career at Clemson and why? You know, one of the – and this isn't something that really a lot of people probably see um, because it's not necessarily at the forefront, but, you know, we take a lot of pride in – and there's other universities that have done this as well, but we take a lot of pride in that we have we have developed the, the Tiger Trust program, which is our degree, degree completion program um, that's been administered by Barbara Kennedy Dixon over the past few years. But it is a program that where student-athletes come because one of the things we talk about is, is the Clemson family. And, and when I talk to families, and I know the coaches do as well, we're going to treat your son or daughter like our son or daughter. And I know i got three kids of my own, and the one thing I know I'm going to do is give them every opportunity to be successful, and, and I'm going to support them all the way through their education, and, and I'm going to see them through that degree. And there may be bumps that come along that are really great bumps. Like they may have that opportunity to go to the NFL, the NBA, Major League Soccer, whatever that entity is, um, and you don't know when that time's going to come and what it's right for you and your family. So our student-athletes that have that opportunity to go pro early, um, we encourage them to do that. We want that. We want what's best for them in the long run. But the one thing is we know we want them to finish that Clemson degree. That's a commitment from day one, and it never ends until it's fulfilled. And so whether it's a year later or 30 years later, um, we're going to put them. We're going to support them, and when they decide they want to come back, we put them back on a 100% scholarship, room board tuition fees to make sure they have every opportunity to finish that valuable Clemson degree that we all cherish around here so much. And you know, probably the greatest story of that is, you know, about three years ago, almost exactly, Tree Rollins, who was a legend here at Clemson, four-year starter, averaged double figures every year. Obviously, had an opportunity to go to the NBA, played about 20 years in the NBA. But he re-enrolled about five years ago and finished his degree just a couple of summers ago at the age of 61. And actually spoke at our graduation reception and brunch. And I, I just think back to that moment that that's when we knew this program was exactly what we wanted it to be and doing the things that we believe are best for our students. So for all of you listeners out there, uh, especially those that are new to the membership or looking to get into academic support services, that is not a process that everyone in the country uses. So knowing that Clemson provides that resource that is that dedicated, uh, I absolutely commend you and your program for what you guys are doing, and that is a special place that you guys have built. Thank you very much. So uh, another difficult question for you, back-to-back. -back. Um, can you, to the best of your ability, describe a day in the life for you and your role? You know, I'm not going to give you the, you know, there is no common day because that's, that's really any professional, but the, the daily role that you play is basically being the best you can to help your, your staff and students succeed. So it's obviously can, you know, filled with, with standing meetings and various meetings that, that you need to, to fulfill, um, you know, communication with certain departments, whether it's internally with athletics or even on campus. Um, but really the one thing I try to do is make sure that I'm available for my staff. Um, whether that's through my own walkthroughs and interacting with them and students, 
um, open door policy. Um, that's why most of my day is pretty much unscheduled um, as much as I can be because I want to make sure my staff has every opportunity to come to me and my other leaders within my department to talk about whatever it is they've got going on, even if it's just to reassure the answers they've got because we want to make sure at all areas that we're doing what we can and what's best for our students to not only help them get the right answers, but to help them grow and develop independence through that as well. So um, we try not to direct and give answers. We try to facilitate those answers and give them information to make decisions and, you know, warn them of what bumps may come up if they choose a certain path. But um, each day is, is independent as its own, which is kind of what we all enjoy, I think, that we come to work. And really what I try to do is just get to work as quick as I can and interact with as many people um, and, and have those conversations to help them be their best selves and make the right decisions. So, Steve, what would you say are the biggest challenges in your role? I'd say the biggest challenges are being that facilitation between athletics and academics on that daily basis because even though we are one Clemson and, and we're, we're family, they're really two entities that operate on different paces with different expectations, different policies and procedures, but everybody's trying to get to the same goal of doing what's best for their students. And so constantly being in those meetings to, to make sure both sides are hearing, you know, each other and what their demands are, um, specifically in recruiting, you know, and when you're trying to recruit a transfer student and what that process looks like and how can we expedite it, but also not putting too much, you know, workload or pressure on the academic side as well and, and making sure that we're both good partners and understanding each person's situation and, and trying to put look ourselves, you know, put yourself in the other people's shoes to understand exactly what their demands are as well. But but that's a challenge, I think, for anybody in, in, you know, our role as athletic academic support is being that facilitator between two sides um, that just operate on different calendars sometimes. Um, but it's it's a great role. Um, I enjoy it. It's a challenge. Uh, but it's something that every day you've got to be conscious of trying to help each other get to where they need to go. As a follow-up to that, I mean, I would assume there are some advantages to working at Clemson. Can you go through maybe what's your biggest advantage of working for the university? You know, I think you, you alluded to it a little bit with our Tiger Trust program. You know, not everyone is able to offer that, that service, specifically at a full-ride scholarship, uh, putting them back where they were. Or even better, like if you were a baseball player and you were only on 50%, when you return, we put you on 100%. because we have a tremendous alumni base through IPTE, which is our fundraising arm. They do a fantastic job of networking with our alumni and, and giving them the initiatives that the department values. So having that support from a resource standpoint, but also from an administrative standpoint, as I was talking about earlier, this is the golden age of Clemson University. You know, our athletic director, Dan Radikovich, Sports Business Journal two years ago recognized as the athletic director of the year, Pre President Clements, Provost Jones, um, Dean Griffin, and the Undergraduate Studies Office, and our coaches, every one of them is on the same page. We all have the same goals to put Clemson in the best light, to be in the best that we can facilities-wise, resource-wise, nutrition, competitively, academically, um, just really trying to raise the bar all the way around. And, and when you have that support, and I feel that from each and every one of them when I'm in meetings or and it's time to make decisions, um, I'm not pressured one way or another to, to do anything in a certain way. They just let me allow me to lead my department, but really rely on the staff that I've got. And that's probably, you know, what's my best resource that I've been able to interact with here is our staff here in the Neary Academic Center, um, a tremendous group of veterans that truly care genuinely about the student, their experience, and helping them grow and develop. And so 
definitely that support from our administration and the, and the resources that we have that are allocated to us is, is a huge advantage that we have. So looking ahead, uh, here at the end of June, we're going to have the N4A National Convention. Uh, and again, this podcast is aimed at those younger members that are probably getting into N4A or even NACADA, uh, and even the members that have been in for a couple of years who are now trying to branch out and grow and educate themselves more on the field and what opportunities they have. So if you could speak to uh, the new members or even members that are coming for the first time uh, that might have been in N4A for a while, do you have any specific advice you would give to them? Yeah, I think I would. I mean, you know, the biggest thing people talk about when they go to conferences such as the N4A and others is is networking. But too often I see um, what I would say are entry-level people coming into the networking area, and they they see it as just getting their name out there. Um, I would highly recommend that you get your name out there, but you do it in a genuine way. Don't force the issue. Just don't introduce yourself and hand off a business card or a resume and then walk on to the next person and do it again. Um, you're going to gain a lot more value by truly investing in five to ten people and having conversations and talking about your dreams and, and your work ethic and, and what you're wanting to accomplish and setting goals than interacting with 50 people just giving them a piece of paper and, and, and a, you know, a, a business card. I would truly, truly invest in the genuine conversations that you can have and interact with some great people because at N4A, it is a tremendous group of professionals that are in it for the right reasons. Just make sure you're interacting with the right people um, to make sure they understand who and what you are. The other thing is just just be yourself. You know, it's always going to be enough. And people see through the fake. Um, so be exactly who you are. Talk about what you want to accomplish, um, and, and show them your personality because you know that's what's going to separate you. You know, from the cream of the crop that you've gotten. You know, everybody. Once you get that experience of being in this field, what separates you from others? And so I think you want to make sure that they understand that and. And as you head into a really very active conference, make sure you listen um, and take notes and define those that, you know, pick out some people and some attributes that they've got that you want to emulate and kind of build your own, you know, cast as you move on. I couldn't agree with you more on that. And for those that are listening to this podcast, especially as we will be entering the national convention, the more true you can be to yourself, uh, Steve is absolutely right. You know, we can see through the things that you're trying to promote, you know, externally. Just be yourself. You know, that's who we want to get to know anyway. So, Steve, as we're looking at this, I'm very curious. Is there a book that you would recommend to our podcast listeners? You know, one that I've gotten just actually recently from our FCA was the One Year Uncommon Life Daily Challenge by Tony Dungy. It's a a New York Times bestseller, but basically it's a daily devotion that I try to start my day with as much as I can if I don't get bogged down with meetings in the morning. Um, I try to take that time to read a devotion that's a script out of that book and really just invest in the things that it, it talks about, talking about investing in your core, your family, your friends, your potential, your mission, influence, and your faith. Just try to ground yourself because each and every one of us go to work, but there's a bigger cause out there, whether it's just investing in others, whether it's your faith, whether it's your family, and try to find that balance from within because if you allow it, this, this world can consume you. It can be stressful. It can be high, high intensity. Um, but really, if you can find that core and center and really why you're doing things, you're going you're gonna to invest in it more purely. And when you do that, you're going to have high results. Now, that's amazing. I haven't read that book, but I can guarantee you I will pick it up. It's nothing you know, that I can't read on the flight up to uh, D.C. this year. So thank you for pointing that out. Absolutely. Uh, we always try and end on a fun question, you know, as we work through this podcast. 
Uh, so, Steve, one of Clemson's greatest traditions is when the football program touches Howard's Rock before running down the hill. So be honest. Have you ever made the run yourself? And more importantly, were you scared when you did it? I think I was scared before I did it, so I didn't do it. So, no, uh, I've actually never ran down the hill. I've, I've read the rock, but I've never ran down the hill. I've let my kids do that for me. Um, I'll take the stairs. That way, at my age in life, uh, I don't need to pull any hamstrings or break any bones. But um, but I go back to probably the best tradition we've got is our Clemson family. You know, and, I, and a good example of that, you know, that, that I'm proud of being a part of the Clemson family. And, and I just started working here five years ago. And obviously, head coach Dabo Sweeney is, is the face of our university and program and athletics. And, you know, one of the first things, because I started in April, and one of the first things I noticed was that Coach Sweeney would, on certain days, obviously they'd have practice, and then the next day they'd just have meetings and film or whatnot. But on those days he didn't have practice, he was going to the ball diamond and coaching his younger son's travel baseball team. And and I don't know that many coaches out there at the at the Power Five level or even in the collegiate athletics are taking time out of their day during spring ball, a busy time of their life, but taking that time out for his family so his son knows that he's there for him. And he's not just going to the games, he's coaching the team. And, you know, me having a 10-year-old daughter and 8-year-old twins, and they're coming up at about that point starting rec sports, you know, that spoke volumes to me because I've seen a lot of head coaches in my time that they spend – a lot of the time at the facility and their families come to them, which still happens. But for him to take that time, I knew right then that the the Clemson family was real and that we support our families within the family. And this is a place that I wanted to be. And speaking to that, um, for those listening, again, there's a great opportunity for you to learn more about the insight into Clemson, their culture and their program. Go to YouTube, just put in Clemson blog as in the blog, video blog, um, in fact, one of the episodes that I absolutely love is when uh, Coach Sweeney actually goes to, I believe, his son's football game and, like, takes time away from the university to go and be there to show support for his family. Uh, but yeah, just take time, look at the information that's out there. You're going to learn a ton about what this university has, what it means, and what they stand for. Uh, and there's a great co- uh, quote right now by Roy Williams, the UNC basketball coach, that echoes the same message. Yeah, he was asked after the national championship game, you know, what's one thing you would do differently looking back? And his comment was, you know, spend more time with his family. Uh, so I agree with you, Steve, 100%, and I'm glad that you have that same perception. No, it's it's a real thing. And, you know, even yesterday my daughter was in here after soccer camp for half the day. And, and I would encourage you young professionals, work hard, nose to the grindstone. There's a time you've got to earn that keep. But, but as you grow, make sure you grow family as well. Steve, man, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I know how busy your day is and how many things you guys have going on there at the great university in Clemson. Um, Especially knowing how busy your schedule is, just taking the time to be here with us, it means the world. Uh, But before we let you go, is there anyone that you would like to acknowledge? Uh, Would you like to let the podcast know how they could follow you or your program? Well, I just thank you, Wes, for for doing what you do for our profession and and getting these statements out there and talking about the issues that we've got. You know, I follow you, obviously, on social media, but – but keep doing your thing. You should be applauded um, for all the effort that you're putting in to, to do good work for, for the inventory and, and, again, our profession alone. But, yeah, if people want to follow what's going on at Clemson, I think there's a lot of great things. You mentioned the, the video log, the vlog that we've got on with our, with our football team, and we've got a couple other teams that participate in that. Um, there's a lot of great stories to tell out there, and that's a great way of doing it. You can follow me at, at Steve underscore Duzan on Twitter. Um, also, our student athlete development, they're doing tremendous work. 
in the community and developing our student athletes from a career and, and leadership standpoint, you can follow them and at Clemson, S-A-D-E-V, Clemson Athlete, Student Athlete Development, and also just at ClemsonTigers.com just to, to follow us from an athletic standpoint and see what all of our student athletes are doing because at the end of the day, that's why we're here. You know, we, we have professions and jobs because we believe and want to invest in our, our student athletes and really students in general on our campus, and so just proud to be a part of that, and thanks, Wes, for all you do. Absolutely. It's definitely my pleasure. You can find more information on Steve and the Clemson Tigers as well as links to purchase Clemson swag at www.livemoss.blog. And for the latest updates, please don't hesitate to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Westy Moss. Thank you guys for listening. As always, Live Moss.